Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us John Zarakis of Oyova. Oyova. I knew I'd mess that up. We practiced before I came on. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wah, wah. Well, hey, John. Oyova. There you go. You're welcome. They're a bespoke agency, and they help people with custom software, marketing, development, IT consulting. So from the top line to the bottom line, they move the obstacles to propel your business forward. Love that, John. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Sounds so good when you say it. Appreciate uh, being here. Oh, hey, it's the the British accent, right? (laughs) I'm going to play that for as long as I can. Uh, That's great, man. No, I appreciate it, Mark. Yeah, happy to be here. Oh, yeah, welcome. Can you expand a bit more on that, that introduction? Let us know, you know where your business is today and the kind of people that you love to work with. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're in a really good spot. We have probably one of the best teams that we, we've ever had. We've been in business since 2008, culmination of two different companies merging uh, together. And the, the, we like to, the main thing we like to work with is people that have the fire in their eyes where we can take their business somewhere it hasn't been before. So that, that's important. Also, people that, we're, that we get that are a good fit with that respect our team and then we respect them. And that typically is companies that are usually doing more than $2 million in revenue. Um, and we have a couple of clients that are into the, the billion dollar range and then everything in between. And as you said, like we want to re- remove the obstacles to propel their business forward. And we do that through digital marketing. We do that through web development, web design, and a bunch of gnarly things that we can do on their site, as well as creating automations with technology and platforms, so on and so forth. Yeah. So it's just about finding good people that we can help. Nice. And do all that cool stuff. So with, with your clients, when, you, when they come to you, what is it that typically time and time again, you find you have to help them to, to work through or overcome so that you can find the best solution for you? Or do they bring like these, these bad habits or bad ideas that you need to squash in order to help? Them? Uh, uh, yeah, I love when somebody comes with ideas because that shows that uh, they're really attempting a solution. But usually the stuff that we have to do is uh, uh, just solve in all the scar tissue that they have from somebody else screwing them over previously. So that's where, whether it's on the SEO side of things and somebody promised them uh, seven times ROI without even knowing how their business even functions, which to me is just absurd, or on the IT side of things when they, uh, they, they overpromise this, this scope for what seems like an amazing offer. And then it turns out it just burns up all their budget because they relied to. So usually we have to 
uh, that that's usually the biggest problem. Just uh, building trust from the forefront, going through all the scar tissue that they have because there's so many hacks in this space. Um, and then once we're able to do, do that, we've been solid relationships. We've had some clients over uh, 12 years uh, just by being completely transparent and super candid, like, no, that's not going to work. And here's why. This is exactly how much that's going to cost. Or no, you want to rank for that term in SEO, that's going to take you two years and cost you $400,000 because you're going up against, you know, billion dollar players. Mm-hmm. Just being uh, very, being very straightforward with them. And it's, um, and it's proved successful. Love that. Trust. The one word you, you mentioned there, it's so, so fucking important. Now, the more agency owners that I speak to, um, I hear the stories about, you know, their clients, they've been burned before. They've been screwed over or taken for a ride or just not served in the way that suits or they should have been. And our whole space for sometimes the client can be at fault. Absolutely. But mm-hmm. to be able to, to work through that, it's like a relationship. Someone's been burned before and cheated on. It's tough to find that trust again. So in the agency world, it's kind of, you do have to navigate that carefully, but, but honestly. Yeah. And to do that, like if you meet somebody and they've been married 11 times, okay, there's something wrong there, right? Like what, what, what the hell is going on? So we ask about their previous agency relationships. What happened? Um, why have you gone through three agencies in nine months chances are either you're horrible at making decisions as a, as a company or B you're just, you, you have some type of syndrome where you're just conned so easily by something. So we'll dig into those and have conversations about those agencies and we'll turn businesses away where it doesn't make sense. We had a conversation with one the other day. It says, okay, well, we find a new uh, agency every six months. So it's like, that's just ridiculous. Like, yeah, we, we have no interest in, in moving forward with you. We, we, we have long-term partnerships. And of course, then they really want to work with you and it goes through that what they can't get scenario. But um, I think it's protecting your house. And we don't want to be a vendor. We want to be a partner. And when agencies are upfront about that, and they're not just really trying to win the business, and they really understand their position and their values, they, they can really build something meaningful. And I think we've done that. Beautiful. Tell me about that journey because it's so easy to take on any paid client in the world. It's like, oh, we need the money. We need this. We need that. It's a mistake. I think everyone makes money first start out because maybe they're not sure about where they're going, who they're serving, or there's that desire to grow and and, and maybe just, I, I can serve everyone. When did you guys get to the point where, no, we have to be, we have to be strategic. We have to, as you said, look after your own house and put your needs above um, just the bottom line or another client. So what was the tipping point for you? I think it would be interesting to hear that. I wish there was just like one significant tipping point. And then in many instances in my life, there has been like a flashbulb moment where it's like, okay, yeah, that, that, that's how it happened. I think it was, it was a myriad of, of things. One um, was just losing lots of money and then just coming to the realization like, okay, well, we're, we're losing money based on our optimism, which borders delusion. Right. We I, I had a conversation with a friend um, after I was probably like two, two or three years after starting my agency. And he had a very, very successful agency at the time. And he, he's now retired. Um, and I uh, he said, oh, yeah, tell me what you want to do. I was like, oh, well, I want to work with these mom and pops and then make them into to big brands. And uh, he's like, oh, yeah, we're talking. We were talking. We were charging like three hundred, four hundred, five hundred dollars. These like little little marketing packages. And he said, uh, that's the worst fucking idea I've ever heard. I was like, I, I was like, why? And he said, dude, they're there for a reason. 
Like they're a mom and pop for a reason. They're not going to grow into a big brand. You need to work with the companies that are going to grow into a big brand and you're not going to be able to figure out which ones are going to be able to do that so that you have to work at the companies at the second and the third stages. And I was like, huh. So that was a realization moment. I was like, all right, I got, I got to find a new class of players for my, uh, for my game. Uh-huh. And um, uh, the other was, I remember we lost about $200,000 on, uh, on a project and it was because we weren't we weren't straight up like we we knew instinctually that things were bad when they switched out one of uh, our point of contact and then they brought in some consultants and their company was growing and they were holding us bindingly to this agreement that we had to finish this thing um and they were owned by some attorney so so it was really ugly so i think instances like that and then also being a part of this mastermind group digital mastermind and hearing all of these other stories it was just getting really, really clear on the types of people we want to work with. Not necessarily the niche and all those business things that everybody talks about. No, I'm talking about it as like the softer things of like, okay, um, we know we work well with people that have uh, that are upfront about a money conversation. If people are hiding from that, and some people use that as business tactics, mm-hmm. um, that's that's probably not going to be a good fit. Also, in the conversations, have they lied to us at any point? And we're not always looking for those things, but when they reveal themselves, we're like, okay, that's a flag. I don't know what color that flag is, but it's a flag of a color and we need to pay attention to it. So um, I wish I had just one of those instances, but yeah, it's just been all of these like little things that have led to this moment. Yeah, the, I guess little lessons that you take along the way. It's like, okay, there were 25 flags there. I'm not sure which colors, but there's, there's 25. Okay, we need to pay attention to this. Um, yes, exactly. And it's, it's tough. So if, if we take this shift this from sort of business to, to personal, I mean, we with ourselves as business owners, it is so easy to put ourselves last and to work so hard, commit so much and not see that the flags with with us. So can you, with that in mind, can you sort of take me through through your journey as a business owner and what what you've been through personally with you know, overworking, over-delivering, um, loving the passionate work that you do, however, at what cost. What's the journey been like for you personally? Oh, man, I've, I've had some failed uh, failed situations that uh, based on what you're saying that that um, when I was like overworking, um, I had, a, I had a, a bad business partnership that um, we ended up separating and uh, a guy pretty much stole a bunch of money that was in the bank accounts. It was really bad. And uh, I was like working myself to death. And I remember I, uh, I went and saw some people, some, some colleagues and, uh, and one said like, Hey, are you okay? I was like, yeah. I'm like, why not? They're like, Oh, like some, somebody said that you have cancer. I was like, what? And uh, they're like, yeah, that's the only way to explain like the, the, the dramatic weight loss that you've had. And I hadn't weighed myself or anything, but yeah, it like turned out like I lost like 30 pounds. And I mean, I'm not like a heavy guy by any means, I guess, dude, that was a substantial amount of weight. Granted, I'm six one and, you know, like uh, 185 pounds, but I was like, I was really, really skinny. I was like 156. And I was like, oh man, like, dude, I, I really have to pay more attention to, uh, to where I'm at. Um, so I, I think that is like one of those significant moments where I was like, okay, like I, if I really want to be the best at what I'm going to do, I really have to monitor how much I'm working, uh, and how much, uh, I'm, I'm really getting sleep and how much I'm eating and what I'm eating and how much I'm working out. So at that point, uh, I really started taking that part seriously. And the, the good news is I was working less, started earning more. Um, I was feeling a lot better and I was really, uh, 
paying attention to my energy levels. And at that point I was like, okay, I, this is, um, I'm not, I'm, granted everybody in some senses is a procrastinator, but when it's something I really, really don't want to do, I would, I, I would just, I would procrastinate. I would wait till the absolute last minute. And I figured out for me, it came down to energy. So it was like, because I just didn't have the energy to do that. So there's certain things that I do in the morning. There's certain things I'll do in the evening. Um, some things I'll wait till the weekend to do it. And, uh, and so far I've, uh, I'd say I'm 90% on top of most of the things that I need to get done based on having that peace of mind. Nice. So what are your non-negotiables as a business owner to maintain yourself? Because this is what the show's all about. It's about understanding, you know, the business owner, what happens behind the scenes, revealing behind the curtains of, oh, it's tough. There's a lot of stuff that goes on. There's a lot of things that can sap your energy, take your attention. Um, it can be tough. So what's your non-negotiables to try and help you just be on tip-top shape to take on the challenges that always come our way? Um, uh, get, get as much sleep as possible. I, it has to be, I have to be making a lot of money for, uh, on something to, uh, for, for something to get in the way of, uh, my sleep. Um, I typically only drink now for money as well. So if there's going to be like a business deal or something, like I, I rarely drink, um, because it just doesn't work for me anymore. When I was younger, like, I think I just loved it a little bit too much. Um, uh, non-negotiables also getting, uh, bullying. I won't let anybody bully my team. You can't be mean to my team. You can go, mm -hmm. you can go work, uh, work with somebody else. So I, I won't tolerate that at all. Um, what else? I think, uh, I think those are the only three that come to mind, uh, at the moment. Uh, and I have to eat, uh, twice a day and I eat a lot. I got a really high metabolism. So, uh, I can't skip a meal, man. Like it's bad, dude. Like you never seen hangry. Like I don't even, I won't even make sense. Like it's, it's incredible. Like before this, I had to make sure I ate something or I'd be in here. Maybe I'm doing it right now and I'm not even cognizant of it, but I <laughs> just like things just do not connect together. And people say like, dude, I've never met somebody, um, that, that gets as bad as you. Cause like, they're talking I'm like, dude, I don't even know what you're saying right now. But, like, forgive me. Like we, we got to pull over and get something here. Just someone get me a sandwich. Come on, people. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. With no cheese on it, man, because I don't eat dairy. But uh, yeah, that was another thing too, figuring out like what works for me and, and journaling from a food perspective. Yeah. Um, and a dude, that's another thing a lot of people don't realize. When you actually figure out like what your recipe for like energy is from like uh, exercise, diet and sleep, dude, you, you become like an insane performer. Like it's unbelievable. Like I do no caffeine. You can work like 12 hours straight you eat the right stuff do no caffeine um and you don't need all these like little pick-me-ups yeah let's pause there because that that's huge understanding yourself because but let's put it back into business understanding your business all these strategies work all the marketing every single technique works what's right for you and your business i mean you know mm -hmm. we, we tried so many different marketing campaigns as we were growing our business some were out of alignment some didn't feel right yet all the these big agencies and gurus said, this is what you do. And mm -hmm. it's like, you got to find what's right for you. So what you're talking here, so back to the personal, what's right for your metabolism? What's right for your body? Drink, caffeine, food. We've got one tactic that we, we guide people through, you know, called you're a plant. You're a plant. When things aren't going right, when you're not feeling right, it's not about the big things. Let's start simply. Have you fed yourself? Have you watered yourself? Have you got some sunlight on your face? Have you got the grass under your feet? All these things. These little, you can call them super hacks. It's the simple things that we 
sometimes miss. And spoiler, I sometimes miss them. I wonder why, why is this not working? Why am I feeling this way? It's like, yeah, just go get a glass of water, go outside for a walk. All these little things that it's so easy to miss. You've seen that, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I call it flawlessly executing the basics. Yeah. It's, and, and it's the things. Yeah. If you, you figure out why you're at a rhythm and rhythm is important, whether it's in music or in life. And when you miss and you remove one of those things, it's mm. something is going to be off. It doesn't, it doesn't feel right. And then next thing you know, it's going to trickle into other places in your life. So okay, question for you, um, then, on that point, yeah, sure. who, who notices first, who sees it first? Is it the people around you, your family, your, um, your, your, your colleagues, or is it yourself? Who's the one that picks up on these little signs first that, Hey, you've, you've missed something. I, I, for me, um, uh, I can't speak for others. It's me because what I'll notice is the way that I am bouncing off of other people. Uh-huh. I'm not going to be in rhythm with them. Something is going to be off. I'm not going to, I'm not going to catch. And then when I notice, I see like conflict or, or resistance or, or something there. I'm like, okay, this is how I'm showing up. Mm. So I have to take accountability for that and reflect and figure out like, all right, what, what am I doing wrong? Nice. Love that. So with you traveling so much for work, uh, we were chatting offline about it's, it's tough to have all these routines, all these things set when, oh my gosh, you're, you're always on, on the road or, or traveling to different places. And it's tough to, to get these routines to match up because you are somewhere new. So you have to change all these things. So what is it like for you being so, so mobile and still trying to maintain yourself through this? It's, it's, it comes down to just discipline and discipline takes energy and willpower. And it's, you want to get uh, eight, nine, however many hours of sleep you, you want to get. All right. You want to make sure that you're getting your, your two meals and then eating, eating right. And make sure you're, you're exercising like four, four times per week. And as we were saying offline, like when you sleep in a new place that first night, you rarely sleep well, it's just primal because you, you're conditioned, like you haven't slept here before. So you just need to get light sleep. So the main thing is just sticking to your routine as close as possible and, uh, and not buying, uh, uh, getting out of that. And, um, it, it, it tends to work out, but you want to create energy and it's going to take energy to, to do that. So the main thing is just good habits and, and staying on top of those habits as, as, as much as possible. It takes a lot. Yeah. So what are the things that crop up every time or consistently that's like, ah, this, this is my, my challenge that stops me from getting that right energy or you know, what time and time again comes up for you? food like i'm not supposed to have dairy i'm not lactose intolerant uh, tolerant i have psoriasis so like it'll mess with my skin and like i can feel it like it's bad so making sure that i have like the right food and it sucks like you don't want to carry around like a lunch box or like a cooler all the time so it's just getting out like because you got one side of like ego right you're like all right i got this cool bag and i'm I'm going to jet set. I'm going to do what I got to do, but it's like, all right, I'm going to starve at the same day. And there's no real like other kinds of foods you can eat. Cause it's like eating all natural. So it's really dealing with that struggle. And it doesn't sound like it takes off a lot of mental real estate, but it does during the day. Cause at some points I'm like, fuck, I didn't bring any food. I'm going to fucking die. I'm going to be, a, I'm going to be an asshole. So it's just being really conscious of that and, and, and figuring that out. Um, so yeah, I mean, just if you actually break it down to like, 
we don't even talk about it that much, but dude, food is a big part of our day, right? Like, okay, you're going to probably eat at like two hours of your day, but there's also the planning and the figuring it out. Um, so yeah, anyway, not to go down that rabbit hole too much. No, let's, I'd say, no, no, um, let's, let's pause there because this is all about un uncovering bits of your life yeah. as yeah, the business owner that, that you are now. No one just said, fuck, it's all about food. It's like, yeah, it kind of is, okay? That's one aspect of this. So let's let's have the real talk here because this is, you want a jet set, you got your cool bag, you you travel lights, but also you want your lunchbox because there's stuff that you enjoy and you want to eat. That's yeah, a real jam it. It is, man, are you jamming? I also don't eat sugar, dude. So here's the other thing too. You go out with people and then they, uh, they see like what you're eating and when you go to a restaurant and they're like, Wow, that's that's absolutely no fun. <laughs> it's like no sugar. There's no dairy. I barely have any carbs, and uh, but I feel great all the time doing that. But yeah, I mean, when you're out with other people and they want like an ice cream or something, like I'm, I'm fucking eating ice cream. Like I, oh, yeah, whatever. Like they're they're all like yeah, I will explode if I have ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> totally, yeah. So like it's 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 very different, and that's something you have to get used to. When I first started this, like maybe ten years ago or something. It was hard, man, because there was all this like internal uh, conflict as well as external people just, you know, just they would just come at you with it. And they, they're not intending to try to break you. But if you aren't mindful enough, you can let all of those little comments boil up and break you. And mm -hmm. I think it's just important to really hone in and figure like, no, this is what fucking works for me. And sit over in that corner and enjoy your fucking cappuccino ice cream. I don't want it. Right. But I mean, that's really like the, the wall that you have to put up. You don't have to actually verbalize that. But now it's yeah. one point that you just said, let me break that down. There's the outside influences people. Yeah, they may not mean harm. It may be a cool joke that everyone likes. And actually you chuckle to it. But if we keep having these outside influences telling us something, the subconscious picks up on it. And of course, all we want to do is be accepted. And with your traveling, it's like maybe clients or business projects depend on that connection that relationship and so we did we desire to conform and fit in but it sounds like you've been on a journey where you know it works for you and someone else looks at your plate and says that's no fun but to you you get to work out number one that food could be fun for you and two feeling like i do now this is more fun than feeling how i how i used to so this sounds like this has been a gradual step for you of maybe putting on that armor find that realization and being like yeah actually damn it i i yeah i did enjoy that food but i enjoy this frame of mind right now so battling the outside has that been one of the biggest things uh it was yeah it, it used to be now it's literally nothing but you're right that, that that is one of the hardest things to do because we're communal creatures right so we naturally want to fit in like how do you make friendships and relationships it's because you have things in common with people i don't go to like the weird diet association or anything like that i eat lots of meat and lots of vegetables and that's pretty much it um uh and, uh, and in that, yeah, you're right. There's all these types of little comments, but the, the weird thing too, though, is and I think this is maybe anybody that's, that's listening is that if you're strong enough at it, you're going to impact and you're going to change everybody else. And if you're, if you're doing something that is good for you, there's a chance that it, people are going to look at it and say like, you know what, like, what would that be like for me? So that's one thing that it's resonated with a lot of people around me where they've looked at their diets and the way that they go about um, some of their habits and, it, and it's had a lot of positive impact.
So you walk around and people throw their cappuccino ice creams in the bin like, fuck yes, I want to be like John. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. That's a double no, man. That's got dairy and caffeine. Are you trying to kill me? And sugar? Jeez. That's the full yeah. caboodle. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, let's touch upon this because, you know, it sounds like you've got it all figured out. You've got no challenges, no dramas, no problems, because you've been there and done that. And I know there's a certain level of truth to that, because as you progress through, you wouldn't have got to where you are now without continuing to review. Look at the lessons, look at the mistakes with humility and vulnerability. But where you are right now with your business, what what would you say are the voices that you, you still hear that do impact you, that do sort of hold you back even at your level i say the voices are um maybe taking on work that uh that we shouldn't i think that's one of the hardest things when you really really like what somebody's doing but you know it's not a good fit because they just don't have the money um the, there's this part of me that just really wants to help but we can't because the dollars don't make sense and this isn't a clubhouse unfortunately like this is a business so I'd say that's that that's that's one uh, that's one that we deal with, um, and then the other is teaching the team to to grow wings when they need to. It's something that I love, but that's something that also takes a lot of energy to do. What do you mean? Well, people set up this; they have their own belief system, so they they believe they can't do something, and mm-hmm. when they when they get to the edge of whatever it is you got to teach them to grow wings so they can fly and we we i have some some conversations maybe once once or twice a month with some team members where they don't believe that they can do this thing that the the numbers aren't going to make sense or whatever it is and you have to really give them a solid coaching um and inspire them to to believe in themselves and do it and the beauty is whenever they do that thing whatever it is you can't take credit for it you have to then just shine the light on them and let everybody know that they did it. So it really, really sticks. And uh, yeah, that's uh, something that I like to do, but in doing, having those conversations because they can become a bit heated. They're going to be very candid. Uh, uh, they're going to be very emotional. Um, it takes a lot. Yeah. Well, what's the hardest part for you about those conversations? Because it sounds like you fucking love them. It sounds like the knock on the impact. They're, un- they're unexpected. Like it's, it's unplanned. It's not something I'm big in calendaring. Like it's all in my day. This is it. And everything's on there. The time I'm going to eat is and whatnot. Um, uh, but when you have those, it's usually at like 7 p.m. on like a Friday night because they didn't get done whatever they were supposed to get done because they can't believe they don't believe they could actually do whatever this thing is they're supposed mm-hmm. to do. And that thing is due on either Monday or Tuesday of the following week. And now they're going to have to work all week weekend because they didn't check in earlier or they just kind of bullshitted on uh, whatever the reports are. And it comes down to it like, dude, it's, it's fucker leave time. Like, what are we doing here? And um, yeah. And, and it just gets real. So uh, yeah, those are, those are, those are conversations. And as the economy, depending on where it's at goes down and, you know, businesses shake, it's just something that um, I need to be prepared to have more of those. So those, those conversations, you, you can't plan them in. They just, the situation brings them up and you're not ready for them. You need to make sure you've had your sandwich. You've had your yes, absolutely. Yeah, because absolutely. if that if that conversation falls at the wrong time, oh my yeah. gosh, you, you're gonna eat them. 
Yeah. Yeah. Now that's the other thing too. You gotta like, you gotta create space where it's just like, okay, man, like I haven't eaten, like this is something we gotta, we gotta take care of later. Right now is literally not a good time. Oh, love that. Hey, John, thank you so, so much for sharing a glimpse into your world, what, what you've been through, what you, what you like, what you don't like, and what's, what's helped you go through. So thank you so much for sharing so authentically. Oh, my pleasure, man. Thank you uh, for creating the space and having me here, Mark. It's been a pleasure, man. Hey, man, you're welcome. Look, if people want to find out more about you and your business, where can they find you? Uh, they can check out uh, Oyova, uh, O-Y-O-V-A.com. They can find me on LinkedIn, um, uh, John Starakis. Uh, you can slaughter the name. It'll, it'll probably autocorrect. Um, and uh, you can check out Digital Mastermind Group. It's a bunch of agency owners where we get together, uh, one part victims group, other part trying to solve the industry's problems. Nice. Love that. Everyone, if you're curious, check it out. And John, thank you so much again for, for being with us today. Yeah, man. Thanks so much. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark. Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is. And we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah. So please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.